I see you, yeah you, flipping through all the podcasts, looking for something different. Tired of those with all the catchy phrases, a one-size-fits-all quick fix schemes that never seem to fit. My name is Anthony Hart, and if you are like me, you want more than a moment. We are looking for a movement of groundbreakers and world changers who are tired of the status quo, willing to throw it all up to see what sticks, willing to ask a question before pointing a finger. This is your invitation into a collection of thoughtful ponderings posed to make you think, one-on-one conversations that challenge you with fresh perspective, and roundtable discussions where sparks fly as iron sharpens iron. Intrigued? Pull up a seat. We've been waiting for you. But don't get comfortable. You might be up next. In the Red is now in session. Let's go. Welcome to In the Red with me, Anthony Hart. You, maybe this edition should be called In the Red and Green, since it is, I guess, the Christmas episode, the one preceding this Christmas weekend. I hope you're having an amazing holiday um, time. I hope you have planned moments with family whatever that looks like to you, really take the time and share with others. I want to encourage you really quickly before we get into today's thought, follow, download, review. Real quick, real simple. All you have to do is click a couple of buttons, type a couple of words, and all this does is connect somebody that's looking for a community, a village, a voice that can help them in their life, get through some things, help in relationships, whatever that looks like, help gain a different perspective on the world around us, not trying to make you feel bad or shame or disappoint you, but really or disappointment, but really just invite you in to a thought process. That's what we want to do with this podcast is just share from my direction where I've come, where I've been and the things I've learned. It doesn't look like your journey. I know, but too many times we can get stuck in a place where we only have our perspective. Isolation is the scariest place. And we're in a time in our world post-COVID, or maybe you're still in COVID. It's back again, right, that time of year. But we get so isolated and cut off, or we isolate and cut ourselves off. It happens both ways. So follow, follow, download, and review. Sorry, I stumble over my words every now and then. Because this connects somebody to us. It lets somebody know that, hey, I have received something important from this podcast. Leaving a review helps somebody through your words, through your testimony that say that, you know what, there's something here that you might find um, maybe a diamond in the rough or in a beard, if you can see the uh, the video of this. But I'm, I'm excited to have you here as we walk into Christmas. And the title of this, You Are What You Eat. I know. Um, we're moving towards the end of year. And you probably saw that title and maybe you said, OK, this is all going to be about. Uh, my physical fitness, and I'm walking into Christmas, I don't eat too much. It's not about that. I can assure you, uh, I'm already preparing for the Christmas meal with family, and I had to buy three turkey breasts, and there'll be two hams, there'll be plenty of food. Um, I always say I'm just going to eat enough. I'm not going to, whatever your level is of enough is, um, just eat enough. Don't eat too much. Don't eat too little. Just eat enough because, you know, Honestly, we don't get this type of food except once or twice a year. How many of you love turkey and ham? And when we only make it for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever it may be, I can remember one year, uh, my wife's family, we all do Christmas or excuse me, birthdays together. So we'll have like 
almost quarterly birthdays where whoever has it in these two or three months, will do a birthday party together. So me and my sister-in-law and their uncle are all in the same time frame, August, September. And we decided one year we were going to have a Thanksgiving dinner in August, which was an amazing idea, by the way. If you're ever thinking about that, I highly suggest it. We fried a turkey and did the stuffing and all the stuff, and it was amazing. Uh, so it was a little tiding over. We probably should have done it March, April, May, so it's kind of a um, halfway point, but we didn't. But you know what? I got to Thanksgiving just two or three months later, and it was still uh, enjoyable. So this is not about food, though. It, it kind of is, but it isn't. I, I want us to know, as we think about our life, think about the things we go through that we are a product of what we put in ourselves. So going into 24, going into this holiday season with all the foods and the sweets and all that, if we take in all these sweets and stuff, guess what? Your sugar will be affected. If you're diabetic and you just go attack the dessert table, I can assure you your body's going to respond to that in one way or the other. There will be a crash at some point. Uh, any of you eating turkey know what I'm talking about, and that crash, that, that sleepiness that falls on you. So from a perspective and for an example, I wanted to use this to demonstrate because we all kind of understand this concept. Now, from a biblical perspective, I am a pastor. I, for you that don't know and stumbled in this podcast, stay, stay. Don't run off yet. If this just the only episode you listen to and you're like, well, I'm never going to listen to that guy again. He's just a mean old Christian. I'm not a mean old Christian, I assure you. Um, I just want to help you hear the things that I've learned through my walk in Christianity. Through being a pastor, I realize there's there's truth in this Bible that helps us. If you go look at the book of Proverbs over the last couple of episodes, I've talked some about that. And I want to use a scripture from Proverbs here eventually, but there's so much wisdom in there. And when you think about this, you are what you eat. I see the world around us. And so in American culture, going back to the the food example, we live in a very obese society. You don't see this in other countries. So think about this, and then we're going to take this to a more emotional, spiritual level in a minute. But I want to connect physically to what we're talking about. If you think about the American culture, and you can just look around, if you don't believe me, go to anywhere. They, We are living in a very obese time in America. It's become commonplace. Um, Whoever makes these motorized scooters are making a killing because more are required nowadays. And it's because of the lifestyles we live, A. It's also because of the things we put in our body. So this is not also not a crunchy green um, type of podcast. So don't get on that trip either. But I, I think we do have to be real about the, the life around us if we don't see what preservatives are doing to our food. And what are the reasons for preservatives, right? We want to have bread that lasts longer. We want to have um, bakery items, sweets and stuff. We want to um, make stuff that looks brighter and more colorful, right? Because these colorings, we don't use natural colorings anymore. We want to enhance the food first. We want to enhance it. We want to make it last longer. We want to make it cheaper. We are doing things to make more money. That's what it all boils down to. We use pesticides so we don't lose as many crops. We get a more abundant quantity of, and we don't lose as much. So all of these things, you have to realize we pay a price because of it. 
This is not to convince you one way or the other. It's not to argue with you one way or the other. It's just to tell you my perspective because we don't talk about these things. If, if you've ever just thought, maybe you're, you know what, that's silly. I can assure you from someone who's been to Europe, I, I got to visit through the years in my military time. You see the things over there in, in the bakeries that are handmade and they're made differently. Um, they're not with all the preservatives. They're all homemade in a space. How do I know that? Because every night they throw all the what's left over out and they start all over again. Like it won't last more than a day or two. But you see the society over there that eats these bakery items. I love bread. I'm from the South. You give me a yeast roll, honey, and I am all in. When we first got married, Morgan was like, why do you have to have bread with every meal? And I'm like, why don't you have bread with every meal? Where are you from? Bread is the nectar of of God. Like he wants me to have manna was a form of bread. So it, it was a declaration that you need bread in your life. Okay. That's not biblical. So don't take that and run with that either. But when you get over there in Europe and places where it's handmade, or you can even see this some places in America, but it's becoming less and less because we're so driven by the dollar. But the people over there who eat all this bread, eat all these desserts and things like that are not drastically obese like other places like we see here in America. Why is that? And I think we have to understand the preservatives, the colors, all the extra stuff that we put into our food is is come to pay. It's coming for its toll. It's coming to ask for its price. It's just the way it is. So now begin to think about that, how that affects our lifestyles, because we have to have these things or we get used to it, right? We get a taste for something. I love Oreos. I always have. I'm slowly not liking them as much because recently they've done something to the uh, ingredients in some way and the chain, the, the taste has changed. I can remember what an Oreo used to taste like. And now there's an artificial taste that's tied in with it. So uh, while I'll still have Oreos and if I have them, I'm going to have five or six before I shut it down. I, my desire for Oreos is becoming least and least because it's not what it used to be. And I think that's a declaration over all of our lives. So our lifestyle, because of what we put in our body, we be, become used to it. We got to have it. We become addicted. I know that's a bad word to use, too, um, because everybody would say, you're addicted to this, you're addicted. You might as well face it, you're addicted to something. And love is a song, but we're all addicted to something. And here in America, food can be that thing. But it begins to affect our lifestyle because now that we have it, um, over time, we begin to gain weight. We begin to do things. So now we do, we need this. It, it affects our pocketbook, right? They have control of us. If I'm addicted to this type of food or this or whatever it is, um, we see the amount of people who can't do the things they used to do because they have eaten too much or whatever it may be. So what we take in now becomes what we are. And you're maybe saying, well, I'm not an Oreo. But look at the effect these things have on you. So it's not that's what you've become, but it is, has definitely affected what you've become. Now, you look at some of these people who uh, only eat granola and they're very skinny and all the things. And you're like, you need a you need a steak. You need a cheeseburger, like all of this. So now let's think emotionally. Let's think spiritually on a different level in the same regards. 
because every day we put something into our body. So if food goes into our mouth, let's begin to think about the other accesses into our body. We, we only have one mouth. So now that we've talked about the impact of what we put in our mouth, how big an impact that does, let's think about the areas we have two of, eyes and ears. God's given us two eyes and two ears. So now we have a larger capacity for input from these two areas. So I want to ask you, what are you watching? What are you looking? What are you observing? Now, this is, I told you, it's not a sermon where I'm like, you need to turn this TV show off. No, but I really want you to process what's going in through your eyes. And this can this goes down to what you're observing on a TV, what you're observing in a group of people where you hang around, what you're observing in the mirror you look into. Because what we put, what we, uh, how we filter, how we observe and take in that information, when it gets inside us, affects how we respond and react. It affects our lifestyle. If you're around negative people, guess what? You are going to eventually become negative. And you may not be negative to the level they are, but it will affect your mind, your processes, how you think things, how you say things. It just is a matter of fact. It will affect your mood. I know me when I'm around negative people, I can see it in my mood. Like I just get I get frustrated with them for the most part because I'm a, not a negative person. But in response to their negativity, I now become a moody and negative person because of it. So understanding what you're around, what you take in, what you observe happens. It, it just flows out of you. I can also tell you that what you listen to, if you're listening to negative thoughts, if you're listening to negative words from people, if you're listening to all sorts of things, if all you're around, if you're a single person and you're around people just talk about sex all the time, guess what's going to be on your mind all the time? Sex, sex, sex. Um, I did 21 years in the Navy, and I can tell you that there's so many times in the Navy when you're standing watch, when you're on duty, when you're in these places, there's so many things that get talked about, and it just becomes commonplace. There's a reason cussing in sailors, come, you swear like a sailor. It's because it's just so ingrained to the, into that society, and when you're around it and you hear it, and it just, ugh, it just flows out of you sometimes. Like, oh, my goodness, where did that come from? Uh, that's not what I meant. That's not what I intended. It can even be in a space where if you're around, let's say in your marriage and you're around broken marriages and you see the way they see and act and talk to one another and you begin to take it in, then eventually it will come out. And I had to watch this early in my marriage and I had to really get to a place of strength so I can turn off at some point the access that it has to me. Because I understand if I put it in, it will come out. Now, this is this is the shift, right? Is now realizing I'm not going to go to these places to eat. I'm going to go to these places to be different. So let's say it from the eating perspective. You realize I should probably be not eat um, McDonald's cheeseburgers. And you can feel however you want about a McDonald's cheeseburger. But I've seen too many things on the Internet. Yeah, I know everything's uh, not true on the Internet, but I've seen it in scientific things. I've seen a lot of discussions about how 
a McDonald's cheeseburger will last the test of time. You know, usually it used to, we said cockroaches wouldn't die in a nuclear holocaust. Now we know it's a cockroach in a McDonald's cheeseburger. Like that's just um, what we've come to know. But so if I walk into, and I'm not going to walk into a McDonald's doing this, but imagine you have a good cheeseburger and you walk into McDonald's and the smell, the, the look, the taste of it. I didn't walk into a McDonald's to order a cheeseburger. I didn't walk in because I was hungry. I walked in satisfied over what I had. So now you begin to change the environment because you're not going in with the intent of taking in. You're going in with the intent to just be. Now, this requires you to be assured in what you have. If you're struggling in, uh, if you like a McDonald's cheeseburger and you walk in and you smell that because there's something about them fries, right? When you smell them and you're like, you know what? I have this, but I, I know it's bad for me, but I just want those fries. In the same regard, all the way around. It's these things in our life. It's the music that we listen to. Think about the songs that you listen to, the words that they say. If you are looking for a relationship and you're perpetually single um, and you're, I don't know, a Taylor Swift fan, she makes a lot of money off talking about bad relationships. And if that's the songs you listen to, I know uh, Morgan and I, when we were very early in a relationship, we broke up. there was a, a hurt in me, and I can remember listening to all these sad songs. And every one of you has done it. Um, you make up this playlist of sad songs, and then you wonder why you you can't get out of it. You wonder why you can't find another relationship because you're still stuck on the one. You're you're in a sad place. You're it's coming in, and affects how you act and respond to it. Music has that space in us. The words that are it's saying. Uh, If we don't think that culture is being driven by some of these words that are being said, um, then we're lying to ourselves. So being careful in all these places, you are what you eat. I want to use this scripture real quick. And it says Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. Your heart and life. I think this is where we have to look because what if the areas that the people were around, the negativity and all the things, what if we're supposed to be a different voice, a different life bringing place? I can assure you, if you don't have a space of filling, if you don't have a space of healing, a space of reconciliation in your own life to begin to challenge what you see, what you hear, then you're going to be in those places hungry. You're going to be in those places in a space of lack. And you're like, well, I'm going to change that. I'm going to be a difference. But if you aren't being fed and rested and restored in other places, then you walk into those places hungry. You listen to that music hungry. You watch the things and observe the things hungry. And in that space, it becomes, it gets settled into your heart, into your mind, and it will come out of you at some point. It will affect your actions, your words, and how you do the things you do. So that scripture says, keep your heart with all vigilance. That word is so powerful. Are you really keeping a notice, a, a, 
an idea of what's going on inside you? Are you doing with the vigilance to say, I cannot let this get inside me because it will come out of me. It will affect power. So Christians today, I'm talking to you. So many of us are hurt and we're hurting others with the scripture, with the word. Like we want to wound people. Why? Because we haven't had healing and restoration in us. Keeping our heart because we are a spring of life. Guess what? If there's a spring of life out there and someone tastes it, they receive life, not death. You don't have to tell somebody it's refreshing. You see, like, I want some of that. Somebody walks in with a juicy homemade cheeseburger on a pretzel bun and the McDonald's. Guess what? Suddenly, anybody who's looking for the good thing, looking for the best tasting burger, is not jumping in line for a McDonald's burger. They're coming to you. This is what I'm talking about. As we walk into this Christmas season, why do we celebrate Christmas? Why are you in this space? Why are you a Christian? Because I want to go to heaven. But yeah, that may not be the end of it. I want to encourage you. Are you allowing the negative things around you to affect the inside of you? Have you lied yourself into a place where it's okay? I'm assuring you it's not. Be very careful where you feed. Be very careful what you take in. Bible says what you reap or what you sow, you will reap. You cannot put an apple seed in the ground and expect an orange tree in response. Be very careful what seeds you're allowing to be planted in your life and take hold and get roots. Because once it's rooted, it begins to take the, the nutrients from everything else. Go plant a pine tree in your backyard and watch the grass around it. It begins to take more and absorb more water. It begins to require more and then the grass begins to suffer around it because of the neediness. There's so many of these things that we allow access to us that will take the moisture and the nutrients away from everything else. And before we know it, the good things in our life begin to dry up. The good relationships that we had begin to dry up. And we're only surrounded by the weeds. Just challenge you. Stop. Take notice. Observe. And you'll realize along the way, at some point, you got to stop feeding in the places you fed. Because whether you like it or not, you are what you eat. God bless you. I hope you have an amazing Christmas. I hope you spend time with your family and enjoy that. And have a little tam and turkey and maybe even a roll. God bless. Let's go.